Hello, welcome back to the GDA podcast. Whilst we've been away, we've missed some great football. We missed the thrashing of Southampton by Leicester, the two red cards in one minute at Chelsea, Andre Gomez's ankle, and Liverpool with two teams, two days to make history. All of that will be coming up on this episode. Joe, how was your holiday? It was good. Iceland was fantastic, but i got to say I did miss the GDA podcast. <laughs> I saw on Snapchat you shouted us out. I uh, do J- JDA in the snow. Do you want to shout out Snap- your Snapchat as well? Um, no, I'm alright, thanks. <laughs> and today is a very big day for the JDA podcast. We have a guest speaker. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Mr. Guest? I, uh, I'm Daniel. Um, the other Daniel on the podcast. Uh, and I'm very happy to be able to go run down the uh, latest FA Cup fixtures this weekend. And, of course, uh, the non-league. Okay, so there is uh, actually some quite interesting FA Cup fixtures this weekend. Uh, It's the first round, obviously. Some of these teams have gone quite a way to get into this uh, first round. We've got some good draws. Obviously, we had the um, the, uh, bye round for Chichester, who are now going to be straight into round two, which is really good for them because they're one of the furthest down uh, non-league sides we've seen. So, uh, they'll all be happy, but... In terms of uh, other draws that I thought were interesting, so we have Nantwich Town and Flyde. Um, Nantwich Town, a f- semi-professional football club, which are quite far down in the football pyramid, so it's really nice for them to get into this first round. Whereas a- AFC Flyde, they are quite they are quite higher up in the football pyramid. Um, they're in the uh, Conference Premier at the moment, uh, so just the top tier of non-league football. So it, it will be quite tough for Nantwich Town, but they do have home advantage, so... Uh, really, it's the FA Cup, anything could happen. Um, I, I mean, Nantwich Town is just their third appearance in the FA Cup, so they don't have much experience in the competition, but, you know, anything can happen. So, another draw we've got in the uh, FA Cup, we've got uh, Dorwich Hamlet and Carlisle. Uh, it's the first meeting between them both, uh, and Dorwich Hamlet haven't won an FA Cup match before, so, based on history, it's not going to be very... Dulwich are going to struggle but you never know what can happen in the FA Cup Carlisle are obviously a very experienced League 2 team you would say looking at them both that Carlisle should come away with an easy win but anything can happen in the FA Cup Uh, another one we've got we've got Bolton and Plymouth Um, Bolton are on a very good run of form Plymouth should struggle but you never know what can happen again it's the FA Cup Bolton may be on that good run but good runs always end so, another one we've got here, uh, Accrington, Stanley and Crewe. Should be quite an interesting fixture. Uh, Accrington, Stanley uh, have actually won their f- last four games against Crewe. So, y- looking at history again, as, as it was with uh, Dorwich Hamlet, Crewe aren't favoured, but they have been on a very good run of form in League 2 recently. I think they are fourth in the league, which is very good considering... They've been mo- mainly relegation candidates over the last few years in League Two, so they're finally uh, starting to look up. And it will be interesting to see if Crew can get into League One next year. Um, but Crew have only progressed from one of the last six FA Cup first round ties. Although that di- that victory did come against third tier side Rotherham in November 2017. Now we're going to talk about the Son overturned red card incident at Everton. What do you think of Alex being an Everton fan? Uh, well, uh, if if you look at the tackle again, um, so 
Andre Gomez, uh, the uh, the incident before, um, it dispossesses Son, uh, passes it to Davies, and um, Davies oh. passes it back yeah. to him, and um, Son just comes straight into the back of him. Like I I don't think he tried to hurt him that much. He tried to stop <laughs> him, and then uh, Gomez goes to the floor, and Aurier comes running in, um, and puts his foot on. Well, while Gomez is on the floor, he stamps on not purposely but stamps on Gomez's foot and you can you won't be able to see it now but his foot actually bends sideways and he it's a terrible injury um but the thing is the referee got his yellow card out first and then once he did see Gomez's injury uh he got his red card out um I do think it was a yellow card tackle but um yeah but surely he's broken his leg that should be a red card no, um, can, can I yeah, just say I, it, that's definitely a yellow card tackle. Even if half of his legs come off or whatever it was. But <laughs> it, no, but it, it's still it's still a yellow card it tackle. Yellow. What it was? I don't think he was trying to hurt him. What it was? It was it was a red card injury and a yellow card tackle. Like combined, because after the tackle, Aurier subbed himself off. You, you can see him praying now. It's, uh, I don't know why he's praying, but um, he's probably hoping that Gomez is all right. And he actually subbed himself off after this. So. Um, I think Aurier and Son combined was a red card, but I think they're both yellow card tackles. Yeah, but who... So did Aurier make the leg go the way it did, or was it Son? Um, Aurier um, made his leg go like that, but if it wasn't for Son, he wouldn't have been on the floor, so his leg couldn't have gone that way. Uh, So you might say it's Aurier and Son's fault. You might say it's just a coincidence. I, I don't know. Because you can see now Son took him to the ground, and then Aurier comes sliding in, and yeah, that's where the, the bad thing comes so in. It was two yellow guard tackles. Yeah. And Son's got to blame for the original tackle. So do you think Aurier should have got a red, or do you think they were both still um, yellows? I think they were both still the yellows. It was, still, it was both. Both of them was an accident. It wasn't meant to hurt him. Because um, Gomez tried to run away from Son, and if he hadn't have been on the floor, I think it might have been a good tackle from Aurier as well. So. I can't C- really believe what do you it. think, Don? Can I, yeah, can I just say, as it's a bit of a rant of a referee, and as a ref, if you've made that decision, but that's a yellow card tackle at first sight, it's a yellow card tackle. You can't, you can't, ch- especially when it's for the same player. If he'd got, if he'd given Aria a red, then he's given Aria a red. But he gave Son a red, and the original yellow card was for Son too. So I don't think, as a ref, he he should change that just by seeing the player scream on the floor. I do, I do think it was a ridiculous tackle from Son. I think he was too frustrated from being danced around the pitch. Do you think the um, ref should have gone to the VAR board uh, thing straight away? Yeah, probably because uh, you saw. I was watching the game and you saw it in multiple occasions. Like, I think in the first half, Son was running in on goal and Mina lost his footing and Son got his foot trapped under Mina and he fell over. And because Son did a little like jump or something, he didn't give a. Um, he went to VAR and they he he didn't go to look at it. VAR just gave no penalty, and then there's another time. Um, it was a corner and Mina was jumping up with Ali. He, Ali puts his arm up in an unnatural position. They don't give uh, it hits his arm. They don't give a penalty because apparently uh, Ali was under pressure from the attacker, which it it just means if you're under pressure as a defender, you can handball it, which I don't really get. But do you think somebody in his ear is telling him that surely the VAR, the people in the office and whatnot, they're telling him you need to look at that? 
to double check. Um, well, I think if if they said go and have a look at it, he'd go and have a look at it. But it shouldn't be you believe. You you just say oh I've uh, VAR I've looked at it. Um, I'll just take their word for it. Because if you think it's a penalty, uh, you go and look at it. If you don't agree with their decision, you shouldn't always go with VAR's decision. And um, there was another time, like I think it was after we scored the equaliser in like, the 99th minute, uh, Richarlison turned Davinson Sanchez uh, on the edge of the box. Uh, Davinson Sanchez wasn't looking at the ball. It was a clear penalty. Uh, they went to VAR and they didn't give it again. So don't know what's going on with, with the two people in the VAR at the moment, but... Something's got to change. Now we're going to talk about uh, Liverpool's two days and two games fixture, which is Aston Villa on the 17th in the Carabao Cup quarter-final and the World Cup club award thing that's on the 18th of December the next day against a South America team. Dan, what do you think? Um, right, so personally I think the back squad is going to go over to uh, the Club World Cup against uh, whatever Argentinian team gets through to the semi-final, it's that's still to be determined, because uh, obviously Klopp's shown his uh, disapprovement, to say the least, of the uh, uh, Carabao Cup and how it gets in the way of his fixtures. So I, I think I can see a much stronger squad going uh, to the Club World Cup, despite the fact that's not exactly an important tournament either. And the perhaps Liverpool's C or even D team when it comes to Carabao uh, Cup um, against Aston Villa. Uh, so. What would you say? So, what would you say to if somebody's come up to you and say you either play the match in t in the space of two days, or you play it, or you never play it even, and then you don't play in the competition and they get a free pass filler? What would you do in that situation? Well, I think. Are you asking what would I do if that happened, or if I want, or like should should that happen, or like? Like, what do you should want? that be able to happen? Two oh, clubs playing. Two clubs playing. Eh, Liverpool playing two clubs on two days after yeah. each one. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that sh I think that should be able to happen. Obviously, it's not. It's not what. Um, I mean, I think I'm sure Klopp would have rather left the League Cup and just played the Club World Cup game. Um, I suppose but, it looks a bit better. Than but yeah. League Cup. But I th I think from playing both. Is uh, is is acceptable and all right in the two days. Um, but if if he was like trying, like if he, there's been talk of him like quitting the League Cup to just uh, so he doesn't so he has more preparation time for the Club World Cup. But um, I was thinking uh, if they just quit it like that, um, would like it bring like less emphasis to the League Cup because the big teams like Liverpool. Like don't want to be in it, or would it just like I don't know. Uh, I don't see why they haven't just rescheduled it. To be honest, but I I don't think that a lot of English teams will g ever get the opportunity to win a Club World Cup. So I, I do think that Liverpool should go for the Club World Cup. But, but um. I I would like to see a match against Aston Villa and Liverpool. Well, looking at looking at some of those teams that they might be playing, uh, Monterey. Oh, that's a a tough opponent. That is um, Al Saad. Um, uh, can't say I've ever <laughs> heard of them. Um, 
Yeah, uh, just looking at some of their the the teams in like the Club World Cup. If they did win that, um, they'd be playing like if they played any of those teams like L S Tunis in the final. No one would care because I'm pretty sure any team in the top five leagues uh, could probably beat any of those teams. An English club has won it before, and it's United in 1999 mm. and 2008. That's why no one cares about it, probably. <laughs> And will United be winning it again anytime soon? <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about the Chelsea Ajax game and the two red cards in under a minute. So, <laughs> what happened was Blind tackled, oh, fouled. I think Wait, it was, was Tammy Abraham and who else was it? Who did it? Who else did he foul? Oh, um, Abraham. Abraham and who was it? Oh, was it Pulisic? Uh, Abraham and Pulisic, yeah. And he got a yellow for that, but then Chelsea still play on, and then, it, and then he, I think it was Lillian takes the shot off. Yeah, um, it's Hudson Odoi hits Veltman's arm. Veltman's arm. Veltman's arm, which was a clear red. Is that to the? F- I don't know if it's both their fullbacks. Did he already have a yellow? He already had a yellow. Right, okay, so he got sent off for that, which is quite not what well, was good to send mine. Jorginho scores the penalty. Yeah. Good Chelsea limbs there back actually, in it because Ajax nine men aren't going to cope with that. But what Ajax did, they still carried on attacking with nine men. Yeah, Tadic almost scored like a minute after. I think they played better when the nine yeah, uh, when the two others they, went off. They seemed more attacking when they had nine men instead of 11 men, which was a bit weird. And Reese James also became the youngest Chelsea goal scorer in a Champions League with 19 years and 30, 332 days. Did you think the blend was a send-in-off? Um... I think the first challenge wasn't a yellow card. Second challenge probably was. Uh, so, uh, it, it's up for debate whether it was a red card, to be honest. Um, but I don't think it'll be as big a debate. Because I think the first challenge is 50-50 whether it's a yellow card. And then, just because he did the second one, it looked more malicious. So, probably right they got a red card. That's the first time in Champions League history that two reds have been shown in a Champions League game. Mm. Uh, also in the Champions League this week, um, Manchester City were away to uh, Atalanta. They drew one all, uh, and Edison got subbed off at half-time uh, because of an injury. On came Claudio Bravo. Uh, five minutes after coming on, he concedes, and then about 20 minutes after that, he gets a red card. Um, and who's going to step up in goal for... Man City, uh, none other than Kyle Walker. Um, he actually saved the free kick. Um, yeah, he, he struggled a bit, but he saved it. And I'm surprised that Atalanta didn't get a shot after that. Um, but yeah, he did. And he's the first English goalkeeper to keep a clean sheet since 2016 uh, when one of Leicester's other goalkeepers kept a clean sheet. So. Kyle Walker also saved the most amount of shots in that game with one. <laughs> um, and I think it, Claudio Bravo in his last four Champions League games has been sent off twice. So that's a pretty wild stat as well. What did you think of the game overall, Joe? Yeah, um, it was an interesting game, to be honest. I think Kyle Walker was a better keeper than Bravo, um, which just shouldn't happen. Yeah, um, I can agree. It was a very hectic game. Uh, there was a lot going on. 
Uh, and it's Champions League always happens. We've had some great games uh, in the past, especially last seasons. Yeah, it was a very interesting match. To be honest, I think Carl Walker was a uh, better keeper than Bravo, which just shouldn't happen. Yeah, uh, it was a very hectic match. Um, despite the fact Carl Walker might not be a professional goalkeeper, honestly, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, the free kick taker could have put it anywhere else. But in my opinion, it was actually quite a powerful free kick, which some, some keepers may have struggled to save. Obviously, we saw... So, sorry, some... Obviously, a normal keeper would have saved that perfectly fine and easily. But, for example, Harry Kane, when he was put in net... Uh, yeah, kick, yeah, he conceded a free kick, which was, in my opinion, no when yeah, it wasn't as good as the one that was uh, done last night. So I think credit to Cal Walker. Obviously, there was no other chance for Atlanta to get uh, another shot on target in that game. Would he have saved it? No, I'm sure he wouldn't, of course, because he's not he's not a professional keeper. Um, but honestly, that game it, it was very good. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. Actually, very interesting Champions League game. Okay, so uh, one of the games we have uh, this weekend is tonight, actually, uh, Norwich and Watford. So um, Norwich and Watford have, unfortunately, have both had both tough starts to the season. Uh, Norwich actually got off okay. Obviously, Team uh, Team Pucky was on good form. Um, he obviously, he scored against Man City. Uh, plenty of other goals too. Um, in terms of Watford, they've had a pretty crap season for most of it. Um, and uh, unfortunately do sit bottom of the table at the minute with the lowest amount of goals scored. They've scored six goals all season. And they currently haven't won a game, uh, losing five and drawing six, uh, losing six and drawing five. Yeah, so a pretty horrible start for Watford with only five points on the board against uh, Norwich's seven. So I think despite the fact this is so early, I think we can safely say that these two teams will, at the end of the season, in my opinion anyway, still be battling in the relegation battle. I'd be very surprised if they're anywhere else than around 16th, 17th, 18th. Uh, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if these teams are still 19th and 20th come the end of the season. Um, what are your opinions on what I've just said? Uh, yeah, um, Watford had a very, very bad start to the season. I think they lost like the first four. Uh, but they've, they've not been winning, but they've been drawing uh, and just losing to some quite good teams such as Chelsea. Um, and scoring more goals, actually, recently. Yeah. And um, yeah, some key players probably Gerard De La Feu, uh has been playing quite well recently, getting a goal against um, Chelsea, uh, which was a penalty. And um, Ben Foster currently has more shots on target in the Premier League this season than Jesse Lingard. So uh, that's not that shock. There, to be honest, that's not that shocking when you think about it, is yeah, it? Considering yeah, really the, the player Lingard has been this season. I mean, he was in the Europa League match yesterday when United won three 0 and he did not play a role whatsoever. I assume he was non-existent all game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not non-existent. Yeah. Championship quality, I'm yeah. going to say that. Um, I've another thing I would like to mention about Jesse Lingard is I saw some of the other day's clothing brand uh, called J-Lings. Uh, really unsurprisingly, he lost £100 million in his first year, uh, really? which really doesn't surprise me considering he's 26 and from Warrington. <laughs> and if you want to dress up like a 26-year-old from Warrington, then... Yeah, I don't really know what's wrong with you. I think he like, thinks he's 21 still. Yeah. He looks it, but he's he's not. Yeah. Uh, so, score predictions? Uh, Norwich versus Watford. Watford. I think Watford at home. I think it. Uh, Norwich at home. Norwich at home. Right, Norwich at home. I think Norwich will win 1-0. Won't be a very good match. Norwich will win. What do you think, Joe? I reckon 1-0 Norwich, yeah. Just because of Booker. 
Um, I'm probably going to say 1-0 Norwich and Watford will be the better team all game and just concede a 90th minute. I'm going to say right now, uh, I'm going to say 3-0 Watford. 3-0 oh, Watford. 3-0 Watford. Just get it all out of the tank straight away. Yes, uh, I think I think Norwich will definitely go down this season. Uh, I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be surprised if it was three one. Do you think Watford will stay up? I think I think Watford will be on the edge this season. Come the end of the season, they will be one of the teams that three points in the last game will keep them up, or or not winning the last game will send them down. I think they're going to be on the edge, but I think Norwich will definitely go down, and I think Watford are going to start coming back from a dreadful start they've had. So I'm going to go and say three nil. Wouldn't be surprised if if Norwich did get a goal, but. I'm going to say 3-0 Watford. Who are your three teams to go down, Dan? Uh, my three teams to go down are Watford, Southampton and Norwich right now. But Watford could be battling on the edge, like I said. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed up, but right now they're still... It's It would be Watford 17th, Southampton 18th and Norwich 20th. Who do you think will just manage to stay in? I think Newcastle, to be honest. They've not been playing the best, even though they did get a win versus West Ham. I can agree with that. Uh, so, thanks for listening to the JDA podcast. Thanks to our guest speaker, Daniel, uh, the Bolton fan, if you haven't guessed already. Thank you. Uh, I've, it's been a pleasure to be on the JDA football podcast this week. Uh, I'd, I'd, obviously, any appearances in the future would be amazing because I've really enjoyed being on this. Yeah, uh, it's a memorable experience, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, make, make sure to yeah. like and subscribe. And follow and us on Instagram as well. Yep, at yep. Football. Also, Dan is the Instagram account person. Yep, uh, I'll be trying to stay as active on the account as I can, uh, posting as much. Fo- obviously, we want football quizzes, uh, opinions from the fans, obviously. Um, and we would like you to give our feedback on the shows that we've been doing, uh, the podcasts. Uh, that would be great because then we can just improve and that's what we want, isn't it? So Yeah, and um, we've changed the format for this podcast, so if you want us to carry on, make sure you give us a comment down below. So it's a bye from me. And <laughs> me. And me. And me. <laughs>